Thank you to Carrie this morning. Well, good morning. My name is Julie Alsop, and I'm one of the pastors here at Faith. It's good to be together this morning. Amen? Amen. And everything's decorated. It looks so beautiful, and and the children uh, kicked us off this morning with worship, and it's just a a great day uh, to start off the Advent season. Uh, We are uh, starting off our new sermon series, Uh, The Light uh, is Coming, and, and we're preparing, right? Advent is a time to prepare, to prepare for the coming of the Lord. In uh, Jesus' ministry, he often taught, sometimes uh, to large crowds, uh, but most often he would teach uh, to uh, his disciples. He he would uh, have uh, lessons uh, in smaller settings. And his um, teaching lives on. It lives on uh, to all generations of his disciples, uh, us. We are still learning uh, the lessons uh, that Jesus taught. And this morning, uh, we're going to explore the book of Luke in a passage where Jesus is teaching on revelation light. I want to share a a quick story with you uh, before we get into our scriptures. It's a a story about buffaloes, right? Not something that we have around uh, in this area. Uh, But there was a man who was driving through uh, a mining region uh, one Sunday, and when he noticed a large number of mules in an open field. When he inquired about this unusual sight, he was told that the work animals had been brought up from the dark uh, passages below to preserve their eyesight. Unless they were regularly exposed to sunlight, they would eventually go blind. You see, Christians need similar experiences to keep uh, our eyes from losing our spiritual vision, if you will. passage I'd like to share with you this morning is from Luke. It is uh, the uh, 11th chapter, and we're going to be in the 33rd verse. Hear these words. It's from the, uh, the Passion Translation. No one would think of lighting a lamp and then hiding it in the basement where no one could benefit. A lamp belongs on a lampstand where all who enter may see its light. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. When your heart is open, the light floods in. And when your heart is hard and closed, the light cannot penetrate and the darkness takes its place. Open your heart and consider my words. Watch out that you do not mistake your opinions for revelation light. If your spirit burns with light, fully illuminated with no trace of darkness, you will be a shining lamp reflecting rays of truth by the way you live. You see, the the purpose of of a lit lamp is so that others may see. The eyes are only good to see when there is light. For many of us, Uh, The only time that we experience physical darkness is at night. And uh, some of you may be like me. Uh, You move in and out of a dark bedroom. Anybody else? Because you don't want to wake who is sleeping next to you. And it's darkness, right? You're in the total darkness. Uh, But one of a quick way to to really fully wake up in that dark room is to run into a wall. Anybody run into a wall? Yeah, right, right. Run into a wall. Or ladies. I'm speaking to the ladies. Ever think, oh, I'm just going to go into the bathroom, right? I don't need the light, only to discover that the toilet seat is up, right? Yes, I did just say that in church. I did. I I debated. But I thought, you know, we can all relate. And and then uh, I have discovered the flashlight on my phone. Thank goodness for the flashlight on my phone. You see, Jesus is teaching his disciples about spiritual revelation light that penetrates our being. 
You see, uh, back then, 2,000 years ago, this was a, a new type of relationship with God, a totally new relationship with God. And G Jesus is saying, be open to God, open your hearts, and consider my words. Notice that he doesn't beat them over the head with it, but he offers them an invitation, an invitation. I think one of the biggest things that we wrestle with as uh, followers of Jesus is discerning something, discerning whether or not it's from God. Or is it something that is within us? Uh, some of you may wrestle with that as well. God, is this you? Is this you? Uh, the, the scripture says, watch out that you do not mistake your opinions for revelation light. So it's okay, God, is this your will? Is this my will? How do we wrestle with knowing uh, what God wants for us? Um, and again, we ask, God, is this you? Is this your direction? Uh, one of the things that I uh, have gotten in the habit of is uh, reading a particular uh, passage of scripture every single day and I journal. And, and I pray, God, what's a word or a phrase or an image that you have for me in this reading that you're speaking to me uh, in my life? And, and God speaks to me uh, through that word. And I pray that he speaks to you as you also have your devotion time and your scripture time. Um, and, and then, uh, so, you, so you've got your, your, uh, your scripture time, you've got your devotion time, you've got your prayer time, and how God is speaking to you. And then sometimes uh, people might say a word. Maybe it could be a, a word of knowledge or a prophetic word. Or someone just speaks something to you and like, oh my gosh. You know, this is something that I just read in scripture. So that's confirming. God, okay, this is, this is more of you and less of me. Maybe a song comes on the radio. And it's a way, again, that is God is speaking to us. And how we, how we balance, is it us or is it God? I pray for God's revelation light. For God to reveal himself to me every time I'm in my prayer time and when I'm reading the holy scriptures. God, speak to me through your word. The light illuminates and reveals what can't be seen. I uh, sometimes will get a, a call from local funeral uh, homes in the area. I have built relationships with them over the years. And this was a couple of months ago, and I had gotten a call uh, to officiate a service for an elderly woman. And uh, she had four grown children, and so worked with um, the daughter to play in the service. And it was a different kind of service. A couple of the children who were older adults, probably in their 60s would be my guess, a couple of them um, suffered from, uh, had some mental, uh, mental health uh, challenges. And so, but it was just such a joy to celebrate uh, their mother's service. And so I'm at this particular funeral home, and I've been there many times before, but as I'm sitting here facing everyone like I am now, I had this uncanny awareness of the lights in the room. Ever had that moment where you're in a particular place and then something is just standing out to you? I noticed all the can lightings, can lights were on, the overhead lights were on, every lamp was on in that room. And I said, God, I feel the presence of your light in this room. And at the same time, there was darkness in that room. And I, I just prayed as I just sat there in my mind and I said, God, I just pray that you would fill this place with your revelation light, Lord, that they would feel you and know that your presence is here. And again, the light just flooded that, that space. And so as the uh, service concluded, uh, we were uh, on our way to the cemetery, and uh, one of the people that were the service, a family member, came up to me, and he said, you know, I don't believe anything that you've shared at this service. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, everybody's uh, open to believe what they want to believe, because I preach Jesus at, at funerals. Um, but he says to me, I believe in the light. I believe in the light and how it comes through the windows and how we're drawn to the light. Friends, that light, that light is Jesus. That light is Jesus. One of the things that um, 
I love about Christmas Eve, and you may love this too, is candlelight. Anybody love candlelight? I mean, just to sing, just to sing the hymns uh, and, and to, uh, to raise our candles. I just absolutely love that. And to me, uh, on those, on those uh, nights where we, we gather on Christmas Eve, uh, it, it, to me, it's just this image of what heaven's going to look like one day with our candles all lit, with our faces being illuminated, the, the room being illuminated with all of us. Again, a glimpse of heaven. And it's an opportunity that we have to bear witness to the light, to bear witness to the light. Jesus, the light is coming. Our eyes, um, the eyes of your spirit, allow revelation light to enter into your being. And when your heart is open, the light floods in. I believe that we are to be good stewards of our eyes. You see, what we see affects our souls. And it allows the darkness in if we're not careful. And the darkness is formed by the lies and the opinions that blind us. And the eyes represent attitudes. They're often an instrument of light. Uh, many times when we go to the eye doctor, right, we go to get our eyes dilated. Am I speaking, right? We get our eyes dilated. And so there's a purpose that we get our eyes dilated. But what I find funny is they dilate your eyes, and then what do they do? They send you out to the waiting room. And they have all these lovely magazines all around you. Just try to read those magazines, right? Just try to read those magazines. Um, dilation is, is an opportunity to let more light into our eyes so the doctors can see. Dilation lets more light in, and good eyes are clear and healthy, and they focus properly. And bad eyes, they have visual defects, blurred vision, short-sightedness. A clear eye becomes a lamp, permitting the light to shine within us. The light is the Spirit of God, and it gives us this spiritual perception. Hear this passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what and what no human mind has conceived. The things of God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things that God has revealed to us by his Holy Spirit. You see, the Spirit, it searches all things, even the deep things of God. And in our human condition, we want to control the amount of light that we let in. Anybody this morning? We like to control the amount of light that we let in, and also the amount of light that we like to reflect. Jesus is stating that he is different, and thus, as his followers, we are to be distinct and different. The Bible uh, seems to, to give us our identity before our behavior, right? Our identity before our behavior. You are. You are the light of the world. I love this uh, quote from Plato. He says, we can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when men and women are afraid of the light, are afraid of the light. For uh, photographers, we may have some photographers with us this morning. Uh, the camera lens is all about letting light in, in a controlled way. And the shutter speed and the diameter of the shutter opens too, right? And the lighting uh, in the space, it's all about light and I'm in control. And in our spiritual lives, it's all about the light and I'm in control. Jesus says, you are my image. You are my photo, my exposure of me to the world. So what areas of your life are you experiencing a dimness, hindering God's life, shining in your heart? It could be attitude, sin, selfishness, anger. Is your lens cap on? Or is your lens dirty? Can you identify with what's hindering you from letting more light in? 
you find yourself in places where uh, the light level is too dim? And, and, and what are you going to do about positioning yourself uh, or maybe even being the light in the room of Jesus? I uh, also want to share a bit of Matthew's interpretation uh, of this passage. It's Matthew 5.14. Here are these words. You are the light of the world, a city built on a hill. It cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. A light bulb uh, that has power running to it uh, doesn't try to shine, right? You just turn it on. It just shines by no effort. Light is described as a form of energy, and it's always moving. When light energy ceases, uh, it fails to move, and it's absorbed by matter. It's no longer light. And as the light of the world, we should always be moving. Always be moving. Here are these words from John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And then John 9, 5, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And John 1, 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. So what's the, the, the function of the lamp? We go back to this, this, this metaphor of the lamp. It's so that others might see the light, the light of Jesus. You see, it's not our light, but Jesus' light to shine. Don't hide under a bowl. Reveal who you are. Reflect who you are and whose you are. Uh, if we think back to uh, lamps back in biblical times, uh, the lamp uh, was, was an oil lamp, and it had to use itself up. Does that make sense? The oil, it had to use itself up. And it had to be refreshed often with more oil. And if we think of ourselves as a lamp, we, we have this fresh filling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You see, you can't give. You can't give unless you've received. So how are you positioning yourself to refill and reveal and reflect Jesus in you? To have an awareness of the light within and around you. In this uh, season of light, let the light and the love of Jesus be reflected for all to see in us, a city on a hill that can't be hidden. So how's your light? Bright, dim? Maybe your, your, your flame has gone out. You see, we always need a refill. We always need a refill. It's just knowing when. It's knowing when. In this Advent season, we are preparing for the light to come. For the light to come. Let us pray. Father, we come before you this morning. We take just a moment of silence. Lord, as you speak to us and we speak to you, the things that are on our hearts and on our minds. God, I pray for, for clear vision, for spiritual perception, a dilation of our souls. Lord, to reflect your glory. God, I pray for discernment of our own opinions versus your revelation light. God, we are in a season of light. And we don't want to miss you, Jesus. And we pray for a filling of your spirit when our lamps are running low.
Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this time. We pray these things in the name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen. The night of the Last Supper that uh, Jesus shared a meal with his disciples. He took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. And he said, take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, that night, he took the cup and he gave thanks. And he says, this is my blood poured out for you, a sign of the new covenant for the forgiveness of your sins and the sins of many. Take and drink in remembrance of me. I'd like to invite those who are uh, serving communion and also the team, if they'd like to come back up, uh, to, uh, to go ahead and get into place as we prepare our hearts to receive these elements. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you as we are seated at your table. God, we thank you that you meet us here this morning. I pray that you would pour out your blessing upon these elements of the bread and the cup, that they would be for us your body and your blood. And God, I pray for those of us who receive these elements, God, that we would be changed from this meal that, that we gather with you and your disciples all around us this morning. We pause and ask for the forgiveness of our sins. Create in us a clean heart, O oh Lord. We come before you now to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples. Won't you join me? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. 